Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. Everybody and welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey, it's uh, me. I'm Phil Ranta. That's me. That is correct. Yeah, that's my intro. Hello from the outside. Hello from the outside. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, I didn't know Adele was here in the studio with us. If you are sorry, there she is again. <laughs> Where is that coming from? <laughs> And uh, how is Phil lip syncing so well to it? It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I know. Uh, so you guys see any sports this week? <laughs> Why do you ask? This is an odd question coming from you, Phil. I don't know. I'm just, uh, there was an awkward silence, so I decided I actually, to ask the question. I actually didn't. I've been pretty good at I've been watching a lot of Tigers games this year, and, and it was a busy week. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death Watch. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death Watch. Brought to you by Totally Normal Funeral Home. We don't eat our corpses. We're totally normal. We don't have sex with our corpses. We don't eat our corpses. We don't even give them a little pat on the butt and call them Charlie. Nope. Our our corpses are just treat them like normal corpses here at Totally Normal Funeral Home. It was an extremely suspicious plug. It was, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm just glad they're doing things by the book. It really it, sounds yeah. like they're doing things the right way. Honestly, the thing that concerns me most is the thought that they might be having sex with the corses, corpses and then eating them. Like, no, no, that, no, no. They, they said they weren't doing that. They Joel. weren't doing either of those things. They, those are things they weren't doing. But it why sounds would you like make a point of mentioning that? People like to know they're going to a place that goes plays by all the rules. You yeah, know, that's I like feel like that's just Joel. Assumed. I did not shoot Kennedy. Does that mean because I said that that I shot Kennedy? Well, now I'm suspicious. Well, you should see 112263 on Hulu now. <laughs> Rio Velodrome construction running behind schedule. No! Subheadline Velodrome architect message board devolves into flame war. Yay! Oh. <laughs> You hate that. You yeah. hate when that happens. The velodrome yeah. message boards are usually so well, especially nice to focus on the architecture. It's usually a celebration of the architecture of the velodrome. Sure, and, and it, this got really snippy. That's and too bad. Devolved and stuff. Well, yeah, that's bad. Bernardo Sanders, the uh, the architect who designed the velodrome in Brazil. Yeah, uh, a lot of big fans of his, and they get really angry whenever anybody suggests that he had really unrealistic timelines for finishing. The, the velodrome. United Cycling International President Brian Cookson expressed concerns that delays in completing the velodrome uh, about the delays in completing the velodrome in the 2016 Olympic Park. Mm. Okay, basically, there's not going to be enough time to test this before the yeah. Olympic Games. And the official kind of rightly responded from Rio. They said, "Sure, let's fixate on the one building we didn't finish." <laughs> Like we we actually built like a dozen or so, and building yeah. a building takes a while. That's we finished work. the pool. We finished the stadium for the track, and oh my god! <laughs> uh, Cookson 
who previously stated he was confident the 5,000-seat venue would be complete on time, now worries the velodrome will not be ready for handover with enough time for testing. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait a second. Only 5,000 seats? I was going to say, the most surprising part of this is not Cookson's gullibility that the venue would be done on time, but his belief that 5,000 people will show up for indoor bicycling racing. Yeah, that can't be true. It, it's no got to be way more than that. No. Guys, Joel, track, track cycling is an awesome spectator sport. It's really great. Like, the, it really is. They're just going around circles, right? Well, yeah, but it... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of there's tactics involved. Well, They're surely, going very well, fast. Surely there are crashes with explosions because that's the one sure. thing that makes NASCAR great. Yes. If you mean explosions of broken, I don't. <laughs> because those those bikes have uh, no brakes. This is probably why it's important to test it. They're like they're fixed gear. How do they slow down? No neither brakes. do neither do the brakes and uh, the school start, buses. They pedal in Rio. a little bit slower, but yeah. Huh. That's interesting, Joel. If somebody crashes in front of you, you <laughs> please don't tell the... me more. <sighs> Rio officials said work on the velodrome will be finished in June, with only some fine tuning needed after that. This is this is a phrase that did not sit well with anyone. No, <laughs> fine tuning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not going to be done in time for testing, which Cookson says it's it's very very worrying. Yeah, he said he added that maybe fine tuning means something different in Portuguese. <laughs> Meow, cycling president. Oh. Whoa. Rio uh, officials responded, oh, because suddenly we all care about indoor bicycling? <laughs> yeah. We're all, uh, we're all big fans of that now? All of a sudden they we care should. about the safety of our athletes. They Ugh. should. Now, they did note, the UCI president noted, that the BMX uh, courses were already complete. Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. Which is great if you're a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah I'm, sure that's, I'm sure that's great news. Uh, you might be asking yourself, what's, where's Rio's mayor? On yeah, this issue, what's right? What's he doing? Yeah, right? He's, he's his city's hosting the Olympics. And I assume he's a huge cycling fan. Right? Well, he was busy giving a soundbite to CNN saying he, for one, welcomes the corruption investigation by federal pl- prosecutors. <laughs> he says, he says, it's a good thing they're investigating. No bribes, no corruption. You can see everything's delivered on time and on price. Now, he's, he's being a little showy with this because he made the comments Thursday at an event to mark the opening of a new sewage treatment plant in the western part there of the city. There we go. You got to treat that he sewage. Sounds, he sounds a bit like the old funeral home with that <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> really specifically saying that there's no uh, no corruption makes me think that there is There corruption. might be a bit of corruption. Yeah. But I feel like we're, we're blowing past. He was at a sewage treatment plant opening, guys. This is great yeah. news, yeah. right? No, any treatment is a good thing, right? right? You can't treat it and make it worse. You might think this will help the Olympics. Yes. Hopefully, yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of wrong, because the sewage treatment plant's actually in an area where they're doing equestrian rugby and some shooting events. So really, it's not going to help anyone directly affected by the water. Well, hopefully no. the extra sewage from the horses will be handled well. I mean... Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death Watch. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death Watch. Brought to you by... The totally not normal funeral home. We don't bury your loved one. We don't put them in the finest clothes, and we don't let anyone see them before we put them in the ground. We're crazy. Boy, I didn't think you'd go worse than that other one, but no. That see, here's the thing. That's why you want to go with totally normal funeral homes yeah. because they're going to. I really. They're going to really play it by the like book. They're, they're going to do things straight. Eating straight and shooters sex with corpses. And I think it's the second one. It sounded dangerous. I would not want to go to those crazy people. But you know what? The second one, because they said they don't do it, it makes me suspicious that maybe they do bury them and let the loved ones. <laughs> <rise>. <laughs> 
We uh. could talk about necrophilia forever, but I think we've got to do the rest Joel, of the podcast. Joel, who's talking about necrophilia? I the am normal, the so perfectly normal. I'm so excited about the podcast today. Okay. Yes. Oh. Uh, I think this is something that our fans have wanted, have nay, nay needed for a long time. But guys, we have a panel today. Whoa. On getting kicked in the groin. Oh, That's good. right. Draymond Green Finally. recently uh, kicked uh, Steve Adams right right in the dick. Yeah. And uh, so today we're going to have on Steve Adams, who got mm-hmm. kicked in the dick. We're mm-hmm. going to have on... Uh, What's the box? We have a boxer, a dirty boxer on. Yeah, that's Rory O'Houlihan. I, that can't be because that was the exact name of a different guest, I feel yeah. like. And uh, then we've got Werner Tongle, who is the... <laughs> I mean, he's that the expert. Makes sense. He's, he's the an expert on getting uh, hurt in the genitalia. He's been on ESPN, ES, yeah. uh, NBC Sports, that sort of thing. He's a yeah. studio analyst yep. about getting specifically kicked, kneed, punched in the dick. Yes. It, it, a scientific expert. So right. might say, on yeah. on the the all important practice of, of dick kicks. Yep, Werner Tongle. Give us some of that injury science. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a round table of that, right? It's a round yeah, table. It's a, yeah. it's a round table. And that is it. And that is we, it. We have guests, brought correct? in a table different from our normal podcasting table to ensure that it is in fact round. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll go with that conceit, and then we've got a wide <laughs> world of weird sport. You're goddamn right, we do. But first, news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. What do we... Oh, sorry. Wrong second. We don't what say one, what do we, we got, got this, this week. time. We, we say, I say news, weird. news, news. Then I read the headline. Oh, uh, Joel, you ruin everything that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you, why don't you just ask me what's weird about the news today? Is Jordan, anything, what's well, weird? I feel like it's usually <laughs> something that's weird about the news. Minnesota wrestling coach is old school disciplinarian. Uh-oh. Subheadline. Old Testament old school? Nobody surprised Minnesota wrestling coach is old school disciplinarian. I know, right? That tracks, I right? I feel like sure. you don't go into wrestling if you're not expecting some level of old school discipline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like being wrestled is old school yeah. discipline, it's, isn't it? It's like the oldest school. If someone tells you, like, yeah, I wrestled in high school, you're immediately like, you vote Republican, you have a gun rack in your, your pickup truck. Right. You, you wear, like, garbage bags yeah. when you were running. Oh, I thought you meant old school, like, you took my cave woman, and now I'm going to wrestle you to the ground. I think I think the singlet is, like, a, a step up from that. Yeah. Like a very small step. Sure. When uh, Minnesota, this University of Minnesota's wrestling coach, found out that a few of his athletes were dealing Xanax out of the dorm, he didn't tell the university or the police. He took matters into his own hands. Good. Okay. Not at all old school with the Xanax. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we Moonshine, go. Moonshine, it should be. A source told the paper that Coach Jay Robinson discovered at some point the members of his team were ske- selling Xanax. Okay. okay. And that, this is not a small-time operation. They had about 2,500 pills. You yeah, know, but still took, Xanax. Come they on. took the team photo, and they're like, everyone's smiling a little too much in that. Xanax <laughs> is not a drug. But our kids are kids doing it in college recreationally? Because it's like anti-anxiety. Yeah. Is yeah, like, right. Really yeah, are. it chills you out. So why would you? But it's not. I, I believe my, my limited experience of it does not uh, make it seem recreational. Like oh, totally it is. Like, it's fun. You oh, just really? Kind of, like rails it's just Xanax. like pop, man. You just chill out. Okay. All but right. kids don't try Xanax at home. Anyway, so they're selling for eight bucks a pop. Five dollars if you're on the wrestling team. Fair. If if five dollars if you're in your singlet. Employee discount. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Robinson he calls a team meeting in late March after the season was over, and he says, "Look, okay, look, it's Easter weekend, guys. I'll be in my office Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you're involved in this, come and tell me. If you have any pills, bring them to my office. 
I'll dispose of them and give you amnesty. Wow, that's mature of him. For a second, I thought you were going to say Ambien. <laughs> I was just sort of yeah. like, huh? I'll trade him for Ambien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you some Ambien. <laughs> take out. Um, and the players are saying half it went in the river and half it went to Jay, meaning the pills. So apparently they disposed okay. of half the river and they took him to another dump site or whatever. Then the Star Tribune obtained the coach's text, one of which said, Remember, that paper is due on my desk by tomorrow evening. Number one, what emotion you're feeling by getting caught, by letting yourself, your teammates, your parents down? How did it feel, and do you want to feel that way again? Whoa. Number two, what did you learn from this? Huh. Number three, what are you going to do different? Your plan, so this does not happen again. He assigned them an essay for selling drugs. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that's actually how Paterno handled Sandusky, too, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, we, we're, we're laughing it up, but you know what? If those Baylor players had written a, an essay, maybe they wouldn't have sexually assaulted right. all those women. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. if they actually had to critically think about what they had just done. By yeah. the way, I want to talk about irony. <laughs> oh, Ken Starr gets fired <laughs> for yes. not investigating <laughs> and uh, sexual assault and enough. that Ken Starr. Amazing! <laughs> Amazing! I had heard that. I had no idea until today that it was that. I just assumed it was. Oh, Kenneth Stark. Yeah. Two very the, common the names. Ken Stark. Yes. yes. Oh, I didn't hear that story at all. Ken Stark uh, is now long, no longer the president of Baylor, but he's the chancellor of Baylor. He's been given an well, emeritus sure. position. You know why that okay. happened? Been, we should have been fired because he didn't go didn't hard enough. Investigate ever. sexual assault. Enough. Wow. <laughs> well, in what your was twilight it, years, million yeah. dollars. It's and this bad. one. Not enough. What wow. is his job? It's this is one of the most ironic things that's ever happened. That it's but, like the time Alexander the Great got his shoelaces tied together. Yeah, it's like that time that Alanis Morissette sang that song. <laughs> you know, the police are investigating this Minnesota team, though, guys. Now, oh, why right? they wrote story. the essay? They did the crime. <laughs> they did the time. Well, here's the thing: they wrote the essay, and the police get it, and coach goes, "Hey, you guys, please." Police are investigating. You guys need to lawyer up. Bad news, team. The heat is on. Ooh, it's on the yeah. street. He actually tells him that. So now the coach might get even in more trouble for tipping off his players. Than the really? Because now he's like, an, he basically told him like, hey, dude, shit's hit the fan. You guys got to run. Just yeah. bail, 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 bail. Wow. Well, listen, like St. Paul? No, go further. You're going to have to go <laughs> further than St. Paul, son. The drugs what, Mall been... of America? <laughs> no, the... nope, nope. You're not thinking far enough. The drugs have been disposed of. What possible evidence could the police find unless somebody, like an asshole, required everyone to essentially uh, submit I feel a bad for what I have confession. done. I let down <laughs> my teammates and myself for selling drugs to friends and teammates. Yeah, yeah. Nice feel, job with the essay. If I was writing the essay, Regular I'd keep it Clarence super vague. Darrow over here. You got to keep it vague so that nobody knows it's about drugs. To be yeah. like, I feel bad for doing that thing, which is the reason why I wrote the essay. Then the cops get it, and you just go like, what? I hit a guy. And the cops just be like, oh, man, if we could charge you for writing a bad, detailless essay, we would. <laughs> like, I'm putting you in jail for dangling participles. Your syntax <laughs> is appalling. <laughs> All right, joining us now on the podcast, we have our panel of experts to talk about getting kicked, punched in the groin. Uh, we have uh, Rory O'Hulahan. A- Great to be here, Jordan. Now, you're a boxer from the... Absolutely. My, my heyday was from 46 to 57. A little bit of a different era. Yeah. 
And we also have with us, uh, I'm sorry. What, uh, ben Otangle, is that what you're talking about? Yes, and yes. you are our... I uh, am an expert when it comes to contusions of the genitalia. Uh, wonderful. And we have uh, the person himself who got kicked in the balls by Draymond Green, Steve Adams. Hey, guys, how's it going? Steve, it's, uh, it's uh, good to have you here. Thanks, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Wish it would have been under better circumstances. Yeah, I wish so, too. So I, I, guess, I guess let's start with uh, Werner Werner. Yes, no, it's Werner Tangle. Werner, Werner Tangle. Just uh, Van Werner. It, it's know, just Werner Tangle. Tell us a little bit about the science of this. Yes, yeah, so one thing that I did notice is that there was a contusion that happened uh, beyond, behind the right genital, uh, which we like to call, uh, we, we call it the uh, fenibrious uh, testicular contusion. Okay. In my um, day, we called them balls. Okay, but I, in my professional opinion, I, I could see that there were some uh, lesions that happened uh, as a result of it, uh, and he probably lost some of his uh, mixture of sperm and blood and pus that came out of his uh, testicles as a result. Can I cut in here? Listen, I don't like all of these new school analytics being applied to something that I always understood in a very gut level, very low in the stomach in sort of an achy way, all right? Yes, I won is... 13 fights in my day. Now, it was out of 64, but those 13 fights I won by punching a guy in the balls. Okay? That's awful. That's no, awful, it was Rory. A That's just it a was single punch in the balls can seriously affect your ability to have children in the future. Absolutely. A it's... lot of superior boxers against whom I would have had no chance whatsoever went down because I punched him in the balls. Hey, can I get in here? Yeah, I was going to say. Hey, you're a terrible person for hitting people in the balls. It hurts, you know? It really, really hurts. You should never do something like that on purpose. Oh, when I'm... Oh, I'm dribbling again. I'm dribbling again. Oh. The, the dribbling happens because you actually loosen the muscles in your uh, testicles that hold in the urine. They actually push up into the uh, urinary tract, and then it falls out. Let me tell you, at the end of my career, I fought Muhammad Ali. Now, he was still an amateur at the time, all right? Okay. But going into that fight, I rather immediately noticed that Muhammad Ali was a vastly superior boxer in almost every way, which was kind of surprising because he was 15 at the time. Okay. But here's the thing. What I discovered is the great way to neutralize his hand speed in excellent combinations was by punching him right in the balls. You should not do that. As I can tell as I you should that, not do that. Even though he still had the hand speed, the hand speed was going straight to the balls as he looked at me and he said, what the fuck is wrong with you, honky? Yeah, you should not be. No, I have to I have to go with Steve here. No one, that's illegal in boxing. You clearly got away with something. I mean, you say that, but I'm the man who has a win over Muhammad Ali. It's illegal in basketball, too. He was cash out there. at the time. Illegal. But I had respect for the man. I called him Muhammad Ali. I mean, Steve, how are you, aside from the pain that Werner has kind of described that you must be in, how are you dealing with all this? I, I, I've been praying a lot. <laughs> I went and talked to my pastor, and uh, he uh, told me that sometimes lives will throw hardships at you, and the light of God will show you the way. Okay. And then immediately my ball started dribbling again, so I had to run to the bathroom. You used to be a baritone in the church choir, didn't you? I did. I used to be a baritone. I used to have a lovely baritone voice. Oh boy! You know, when you sometimes when you get uh, contusion in the testicles, uh, it hits you so hard 
that all of your muscles tense up all the way through your body and it actually uh, loosens up your larynx and it causes a, a higher voice. So there's a medical explanation for the high pitch there voice. A, what? Is my voice sound weird? Yes. Yeah, no, Steve, it does. It's normally... You know, you can never hear your own voice until you hear it played back. <laughs> I'll have to listen to this podcast back and then I'll see what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it's, it's very high Because to me, in my head, it sounds exactly the same as it did before. <laughs> it does not. I guarantee you it does not sound exactly Okay, well, I'll have to take your word for it this time. You know, that sounds similar to when I fought Rocky Marciano. What, you, I got in there, and you got to remember, he was undefeated. I actually at the studied time. this one. I yeah. studied this. I one. punched say, him in the ball six separate times. Six separate times. He actually got the higher voice because of the loosening of the muscles. But you know what? And then he punched him again, and then the, the voice went deeper again because of the tightening of it the muscles. It had come all the way one back. Right. Reversed it. I was knocked out by one Rocky Marciano who remained undefeated. Good. Good, I'm glad you got knocked out. You shouldn't be hitting people in the testicles. Hey, listen, Steve, you're cruising for a bruising. A testicle well, bruise. Actually, no, no, no your testicles no do one's... not bruise. They, there's a contusion. It's different than a bruise because it actually opens up the testicular sac. And that, oh. is, that is why the nerve endings are exposed and all the liquid starts draining out. Can you tell us, is, is Steve going to be okay? Can, will he be able to like, play in game uh, Sorry, six now? You know what? He, he will be emotionally okay. It is good that he is praying to his God um, because it does help with uh, hope does help. Through self-efficacy, you can get better. But no, his, his testicles will never be the same again. And frankly, if he takes one more hard hit to the testicles, I would fear for his safety. Really? One more hard hit, what would that sort of do to his voice? Uh, if, he got one, if it was hard enough, his voice, he would uh, tense up his muscles again, and then his voice would drop. But if it's too hard, then his voice would drop so low that he will actually die. Okay, Nietzsche. Listen. That reminds me of the time that I fought Joe Lewis. All right? <laughs> Joe Lewis, one of the all-time greats. Did you fight literally every famous boxer? Yes, I did. And did you punch every famous boxer in the dick? Funny story. I didn't even get a chance to punch Joe Lewis in the dick. Here's the thing. You know how when you step into the ring at the start of the fight, somebody steps on the rope to hold it down for you? Well, my trainer had, was wearing some very old sneakers, all right? The tread was worn off of him. His foot slipped off the rope. It snapped back up, hit me in the balls. How's that for irony? And you know, I was knocked out of the fight before it even started. There was actually, there's actually 12 or 13 cases every single year of a boxer being knocked out before they get in the ring from the rope snapping back and causing a contusion in the testicles. And I was the first. This has been a very illuminating discussion, gentlemen. I, I, I think if we could go around real quick and just final thoughts on this. Uh, you know, basically going forward for Steve, going forward for the sport, what can we do about uh, the problem of uh, people getting kicked in the balls? Well, let me just say to Draymond Green, you're going to get a lot of pressure to stop kicking people no, in the balls. This is terrible okay? advice. Yeah, the people are going to say you shouldn't have done that. They're going to say it was dirty. But you know what? If you have true respect for your craft, you ignore all those people, and you keep going for those nut shots, all right? It's right? a truly terrible thing to say, Rory. Uh, Vernon. You know, in the world of sports, there's no place for uh, getting hit in the balls because we are doing very good work back in the lab where we pay young college students to get hit in the balls all day so that we can study the effects. And hopefully someday we will find a cure for getting hit in the balls. Hey, you need someone to hit people in the balls? Because I'm out of work right now. No, we, we use machines and computers. <laughs> oh, that's a sad, sad commentary on the American worker. All right, and Steve? 
What? Oh, just just final thoughts as we kind of go out. Final thoughts? Yeah. My balls hurt. <laughs> That's my final thought. My balls hurt terribly. That's you want a better final thought? How about this? Shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Not fair. With me and the, my loving wife and my God, we'll sort this out. Right, thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, Rory, and thank you, Vernon. You're welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U.co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast, where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to T-S-U.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, the squeeze play. Oh, this sounds like something that's totally baseball. It is. It's totally baseball. Uh, In baseball, there's squeeze play, a.k.a. squeeze bunt, uh, is a maneuver... Consisting of a sacrifice bunt with a runner on third base. The batter bunts the ball, expecting to be thrown out at first base. Passive-aggressively, but expecting it. Right? <laughs> right. But providing the very runner on third base. Yeah, very <laughs> pessimistic. But he provides the runner on third base an opportunity to score. Such a bunt is uncommon with two outs, because there's a significant chance that the batter would be thrown out at first base, ending the inning, and thus negating the score. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Likewise, such an attempt is unlikely with two strikes because a bunt attempt that is fouled off is an automatic third strike, which I actually did not know. I learned something new. Uh, The squeeze play is said to have been invented on the baseball field at Yale (laughs) by Dutch Carter and by George B. Case, who later went on to found the white shoe law firm White and Case. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That was the most white shoe law firm ever. Two guys from Yale named White and Case. Yeah. Super racist, though. They only defended... Well, you mean you get it from the name, but... I imagine that White and Case are like the bad guy lawyers from a good guy lawyer show. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'd buy that. Uh, In a safety squeeze, the runner at third does not take off until the batter makes contact bunting, waiting for more certainty that the ball will go to a location from which it will be difficult for the fielding team to make an out at home play. Yeah, this is what this is what the squeeze has mostly evolved to. Yeah. Because it's the safe way to go. Yeah. It's Thomas Black and Satchel Page stick and then they oh, together yeah. are Black and Satchel and they go what? up against We're White we're Cage. doing a wide world of weird sports and, I thought and it was you're pitching be Black law and Page. Firm show. Well, Why now, is there a first a name? Idea. No, it can't be Satchel Page because that's the free, you don't but go a law firm Page by the first name. Satchel Page is an old name. baseball player. Yeah, but then fits. Page, it's not Satchel. Well, it's Page. Sure, it's but Black he goes and Page. His first name because he's Satchel Page. No, it can't be. We'll make fun jokes about it throughout the show. So the safety squeeze is going in baseball now, but there's another version of this. In a suicide squeeze. Whoa. By the way, there's that DC movie Suicide Squeeze coming out pretty soon. Very excited about it. Is it just about squeeze butts? Because that seems like... It's about squeezing butts. Oh, it's a little I'm different. Actually, I'm in. I watch a lot of movies about squeezing Oh, butts. yeah. In a suicide squeeze, the runner takes off as soon as the pitcher begins to throw the pitch before releasing the ball. 
If properly executed, the play at home plate is extremely unlikely. However, if the batter fails to make contact with the pitch, the runner is likely to be put out at home plate, hence the suicide. Therefore, the suicide squeeze uh, usually requires a skilled bunter. Yeah. You can make contact consistently, even on difficult pitches. It's pretty funny when they actually whiff on it. Like, oh, I can imagine. The guy's like halfway down the third baseline. He's like, oh, darn. Oops. <laughs> now, the, now what they teach you, if, if you're the pitcher and you notice that the guy on third is going, so you notice the squeeze is on, there's one move you throw at the batter's head. Cool. <laughs> is that a thing? That yeah, they do? that's what they used to teach. I don't know. Maybe they don't do it anymore in school. But it was basically you throw at the batter's head because guess what he's going to do? Get the fuck out of the way. Sure. Yeah. Catcher catches it, puts the tag on. That makes nice. sense. Win win. That's or, smart. Or you hit the batter. Oh, that that knock the guy out of the game. If not his life, you know that's <laughs> win win. Yeah, yeah. You break some eggs if you make a baseball. <laughs> weird sport you know what it's sometimes when you're cuddles. making a baseball you gotta break some balls <laughs> <laughs> and that brings them to another wide world of citizens of podcast town this brings the close of sports 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 podcast before we go we're going to have, uh, if we can bring back Steve Adams. Steve, uh, could you be so kind to give our contact Nope, I'm here. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, find us on SoundCloud by going to SoundCloud.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. That's SoundCloud.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. You can listen to all of the episodes there. Uh, I know you listen on iTunes, but why not try out SoundCloud? Ha huh? You can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. It's not just reposting the podcast. It's also a bunch of fun sports stories, so make sure to check it out. Or you can find us on Twitter by going to Twitter.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. It's fun. Thank you very much, Steve. You're welcome. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. What do we got this week? You're out of order, Joel. Uh You're way out of order. What? Huh? Lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.